Welcome to What Happens in Vegas. I am your host, Neil Maligno, and in week eight, the Raiders were blanked out by the Saints. They have the Jaguars coming up this week. Let's talk about it. All right, what up, everybody? Thank you for joining me on What Happens in Vegas. I don't know if you could tell right now. I'm a little sick. I've been sick all week. That's why this episode is coming out later than usual. I tried to stall out. I tried to make it so that I would get better all the way 100%, but it hasn't played out that way, so I can't hold this up anymore. Raider Nation, we cannot wait. We must discuss this game and the upcoming game at that matter. Listen, if you're following on TikTok, listen, what happens in Vegas pod on TikTok has been getting attacked by other team fans, um, unhappy, miserable Raider fans. I get it. Listen, I put out content that's pretty positive. I, I, I am an optimist at heart in terms of how I feel this team is always going to do. I'm, I'm biased in that regard. Um, I don't ever think, you know, it's the end of the world. So when it comes to the Raiders, I'm always going to stay a little more optimistic than a lot of other people. I know that when a team is doing bad, it is very popular to, to pile on. It is very popular if you go to Raiders Twitter to see – um, Raider fans just lashing out. If you're on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, wherever it is, Raider fans are easily um, very triggered to act negative about their team. And there's plenty of other teams, fans, who do that for us. So I don't feel the need to do that so much. So if you're looking to like beat up on the Raiders, really drill them, this isn't the podcast for it. This isn't the episode for it. This is not the show for it. I will give them fair criticism because it has looked horrible. It has looked terrible. And while I stayed optimistic about this, and I'm still going to have a little optimistic um, you know, hue to everything. At the end of the day, this team has looked piss poor, inexcusable, and we have to cover it. So that, that's what we're going to do today. That's what we're going to do. The first thing I want to do is bring up, um, let's bring up the game from this past week. Uh, we got the Raiders here against the Saints. They got blanked out 24 to nothing. That's right. 24 to nothing. The Raiders with Derek Carr, their longstanding quarterback, with Devontae Adams, arguably the best wide receiver in football. Some may say top three. Some may say top five. I really don't care where you put him. But he got blanked out. He didn't score anything. Josh Jacobs, who's had one of the best running back uh, seasons to date right now in this season, um, blanked out, did nothing. Darren Waller didn't play. Again, the defense clearly gave up 24 points to a not very good football team. And this was just all around bad, unacceptable. No one's going to excuse this. Nobody's going to make excuses for it. I'm not even going to do it. And again, I just got done saying I'm pretty optimistic. I'm a pretty positive dude, but I'm not going to try to spin this. We see Derek Carr, 101 yards, so he barely got over 100 yards. Who, who, who does that? He barely got over 100 yards, no touchdowns. We're back in interceptionville because whenever Derek Carr is not, you know, 100% comfortable, and things are all, you know, tend to be going his way at a high level. These are when these interceptions are forced. And, you know, you cannot blame it on him. It's fine. But I'm just saying these kind of plays tend to happen when this offense is uncomfortable. Um, Jared Stidham came in. I don't read anything into this in terms of how he performed in terms of in relation to Carr. Oh, he had more success than Carr. I don't really care in this situation. I feel like the Saints were pretty much... They were fine. They, they they put the game away already. So they weren't playing at their most elite level. Probably they were kind of, you know, just let whatever happens, happens, just as long as they win the game. And so Jarrett didn't have more success. Um, this isn't going to be a thing that we have to worry about. This isn't a, um, you know, Mac Jones, Zappy type of situation. Derek Carr is the quarterback. This isn't going to change. All right. Terrible game. Terrible game by Derek Carr. Terrible game by Josh McDaniels. Horrible play call and everything bad. Uh, I mentioned uh, Josh Jacobs here. 
again, he only got 10 carries. We've talked about this. He has to go over 20 a game, 10 carries, 43 yards. It actually wasn't bad from, you know, uh, average between the carries and the yards, but no touchdowns, couldn't get anything going because this offense fell behind. And the Raiders, as always, when they fall behind, they stop running the ball completely, even though it's the only thing that has worked all year long, even in losses. Um, they stop running Josh Jacobs. He gets 10 carries, ineffective at this point because that they, they, he needs to do anything. So I've been raving about him. I've been saying how good he is. I stand by it. I stand by the fact that if they would have kept running him in this game, that he would have uh, continued to perform well. But again, when you fall behind, touchdown, two touchdowns, three touchdowns, you, you pull away from the running game because you didn't get to score points quick. Jacobs is a casualty of that. I still love him. I still think he's a great running back. Um, this is unacceptable. Ten carries just can't happen. Again, no other running back besides Josh Jacobs ran the ball, which is always interesting, even in a loss. There is no running back by committee here. This is what it is. It's Josh Jacobs' backfield. Um, it's not the Patriot way. It's not any of that. It is just Josh Jacobs. And I believe it's because he proved that he belonged there as the guy. He he proved and separated himself from the pack. Um, as the team wins, we'll see more Josh Jacobs numbers through the roof. When they lose, especially in piss-poor, pathetic results like this, we'll continue to see Josh Jacobs numbers suffer. That's it for running. Uh, we look at the passing game. <laughs> this is so ridiculous. So um, we got Matt Collins as a leader in receiver, seven receptions, 64 yards. Um, this tends to happen a lot, too, when the team loses. Um, Devontae Adams is not – do you see right now? Do you see Devontae Adams here? You don't see him, right? You see Matt Collins, Foster Moreau, Keelan Cole, Amir Abdullah, Josh Jacobs, Hunter Renfro. And we got to keep scrolling. There we go. Now we got Devontae Adams. Why? How? How is he this low on the list? How is Devontae Adams this low on the list with one reception for three yards? One reception for three yards. Devontae Adams. I understand he was a little sick. He's still getting over that. You know, he pushed through it for the game. But if you're going to play one reception, three yards is not enough for Devontae Adams. This isn't, this is, again, why, why did we lose? Josh Jacobs ran the ball 10 times. Devontae Adams caught the ball once. Darren Waller didn't play. Like Hunter Renfro caught the ball one time what is going on what is happening what is who is calling this offense josh mcdaniels is, is dropping the ball in a major way here and even when we talk about darren waller not playing the tight ends that do fill in for him we got moreau up here who played pretty he, he played pretty well he made some good catches but at the end of the day again he's not doing darren waller like things and therefore <clears throat> nothing happens you know what i mean like nothing special happens from tight end it's just kind of there and it's an outlet, but it's not Darren Waller type things that we expect from Darren Waller. So this is why the Darren Waller injury is so significant in terms of this, this offense. It's just him being out really affects the offense. Now, when we go over to the defense, this is one of those stories where I don't say the defense played well, but the offense sucked or the offense played well with the defense going to keep up in this game. Everybody sucked. Everybody didn't play well. Everybody didn't you know, do their job at a high enough level to prevent anything. The Raiders offense scored zero points. That is a fail. That is an F. The Raiders defense gave up 24 points. That is a fail. That is an F. It wouldn't be as bad if the Raiders offense was scoring points to counter and help the defense here, but that didn't happen. So at the top of the list with tackles, as always, is Devon Diablo. He's been having a great season in that regard. Um, obviously, Anthony Everett did all right. 
tackle wise, we miss Hobbs in a major way. I understand that, you know, every came back and he's supposed to help fill in for the loss of Hobbs. But as I predicted, it's not going well. It's not, it's just, he's just not Hobbs, right? Like it just is what it is. Um, Perriman's up here again, also with Devon Diablo, whenever he's healthy, obviously he's usually at the top of, towards the top of this list as well. Max Pro Crosby got in there with some tackles. Uh, Rock had a decent game, but in general, we're looking here and it's like, where, where's the sacks? Where's the interceptions? Where are the turnovers? There's just nothing going on up and down this list. Nothing. You have to create turnovers. You have to pressure the quarterback. This was Andy Dalton shredding the Raiders. Look, look, let's look at the uh, the um, the Saints really quick. Andy Dalton, 229 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. He has not been good this year. Andy Dalton, no interceptions. Kamara, 62 yards. Taysom Hill. 60 yards. And I know Hill didn't get a touchdown rushing the ball here. Kamara got a touchdown rushing the ball. Then when you go down here, Kamara, 96 receiving yards, nine receptions, two touchdowns. What? Kamara went off. He went crazy. The Raiders defense did not contain this man at all. This was an offense that was absent. Jarvis Landry, absent. Michael Thomas, a defense absent, absent of Lattimore. All kinds of injuries to key significant players. And they push through. And here's that thing where you hear new head coach, Raiders got to get take some time. Other teams have new head coaches and they're not all struggling. Other teams have new quarterbacks. They're not necessarily struggling. We have a, a veteran quarterback. Other teams have new offensive weapons or injuries and they're not, and they're beating us. So the injuries are an excuse. I mean, this offense, you know, had its way with us. Defensively, interceptions, sacks, Everything you'd want from your defense to win a game. Dismantle another Raiders offense, defense. Doesn't matter how you want to, you know, look at it. The Saints outplayed us in every avenue. Dennis Allen got his revenge as a former coach of the Raiders. And it was just a, a shit show from top to bottom, beginning to end. Nothing positive to come away with. And this is part of the schedule that I was talking about where, you know, we have a chance to really beat a bunch of teams down the stretch here. And this was a, a two-win team. A two-win team who smoked the Raiders. It's funny because, again, when I try to look for a little positivity, I go, okay, well, Joe Burrow just did this against the Browns. Joe Burrow and the Bengals just did this against the Browns. Before this game, the Bengals were, I believe, four and three, and the Browns had two wins. I believe that's where we're at. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure that's where they were at. Joe Burrow goes in here. He scores a few touchdowns, which is great, right? If Derek Carr could do that, it would have looked a little better. But overall, this is a lesser team beating a better team, a high-proficient offense. It happens. So when I try to find little, like, caveats, these are them. These are the things I look towards where, hey, these things happen, right? You get blown out by bad teams sometimes. But the Raiders were just way worse, even in, in this comparison, than the Bengals. Derek Carr didn't do anything at all. You know, again, in this kind of game, Joe Mixon doesn't get a lot of carries because the Bengals are getting blown out. But it's still just something to look at in terms of comparisons on why this is happening. That's not just the Raiders. This happens any given Sunday in the NFL. But it's not promising. It's not a good sign. It's not a, a, a good thing to see. After this Saints game, we look at the AFC West standings. Chiefs 5-2 and two at the top of the charts here. Chargers 4-3. and three. They are in second place in the AFC West. Broncos have passed us at three and five. The Broncos have passed us at three and five. 
The Raiders are two and five, last in the AFC West. None of us predicted this coming into the season. None of us. Not this bad. Nobody. This is crazy. Now, again, you look at it, you say, hey, Neil, what is the positive? How can I be hopeful? Why would I keep watching this season? The Raiders have two wins. The Chiefs have five. They're in first. That's a three-game difference. Are we going to catch them? Are they going to lose a bunch of games and us win a bunch of games? Who knows? In front of us is the Broncos. They're one way and apart. Chargers, two wins apart. So you get the trend. It's still close because it's so early on. But if we continue to lose, which after the Saints game, you don't feel great about, after getting blanked out 24 to nothing to a not great football team, you don't feel good about it. It's there. It's a possibility. But it's, you don't feel good about it. And that's the problem here is we can say the positive things. We just don't feel good about their chances. Um, Vinny here, I just wanted to share this tweet. He said, just to be clear, just to clear up anything after some report surfaced today, this is from Raiders owner Mark, Mark Davis. Josh McDaniels is our head coach and will be for years to come. I'm, 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 I'm posting this from Vinny. I'm putting this in our video here because, and I'm talking about it because if you think about it, shout out to Vinny too. Um, if you think about it, everyone keeps saying after every loss, Josh McDaniels sucks, fire Josh McDaniels, da, da, da. And I get it's like your ploy for tweets and retweets and you're trying to, you know, hit the algorithm the right way. You want clicks. I get it. But it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Imagine from an organizational standpoint, you have a general manager who's tied to the hip of Josh McDaniels. So if you fire Josh McDaniels, it doesn't look good for the GM, right? Like maybe he doesn't want to be there. Maybe he feels um, upset, doesn't do his job well. Um, this kind of stuff, right? They came kind of together as a pair. I know you can have one without the other, but that's how they kind of came. Outside of that, say say you fire Josh McDaniels. The next head coach, if you want a real good, respectable head coach, he's going to look and say, that guy coached seven games for your team and you fired him. So if I don't win in my first seven games, what happens to me? That doesn't feel good. That's not the kind of job security you want to provide somebody. Would you go to a company who, who said, hey, listen, the last guy before you in this role, he struggled for seven days, so he fired him. Would you take that job? No, you would look at it crazy like, man, listen, I only got seven days to be perfect at this job, to be really high level great at this job. What if I'm not for some crazy reason? What if I'm sick? What if uh, I got a crazy life at home right now? My kids are stressing me out. Now I'm not on my A game for seven days. You don't want that. So no one high level is going to take that job after you fired somebody seven games in. So from an organizational standpoint, it just doesn't look good. The optics are bad. So whether he's not the right guy or not, right now isn't the time. So stop with it. Unless you want your clicks and you want your likes and stuff on Twitter, get go, go get them. But that would be like a post and end of the season type of thing uh, for the Raiders in this case. But when you see, you know, uh, Mark Davis say this for years to come, he's bought into this group right now. It just is what it is. So whether you you might as well start screaming for a new owner at that point because he's bought into this. This is the way he wants to go. He wouldn't keep saying this if that wasn't really where it was at, because um, he could easily just you know lean into the to the audience to the fans and say, yeah, I, I agree. It's not looking good. This is bad. Um, I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's just not likely because of the optics and because Mark Davis bought into this as a process. You want to bet Josh McDaniels and and uh, Ziegler told him, hey, this is going to be a process. It's not going to be instant. We're not in a rebuild, but it's also may not pot potentially be instant because we're a whole new system. Um, and the interesting thing is I think Ziegler said it too, but just from an organizational standpoint, from a leadership standpoint, it is good to see the players not defecting 
in terms of their attitude, their personality, when they're speaking to the media. We see teams doing that. We see players doing that across the league. And it's good to see that the Raiders haven't done that yet. Um, you don't hear Derek Carr talking like it's the end of the world. You don't hear Devontae Adams talking like that or Josh Jacobs or anybody else. So it's a good sign in terms of a leadership that the players are bought in and still believe. Um, so it says something about Josh McDaniels and the staff that's in place that they haven't given the players haven't given up or gotten super frustrated with it to the point where they're talking, you know, talking badly in the media. The last thing I want to do for today's episode, again, I'm sick. So just bear with me, guys. I'm trying to, you know, still talk with you guys, still chop it up, but trying to get through this uh, cold that I got. It's crazy. The last thing I want to do is look at the game upcoming, which is against the Jaguars. It's in my state of Florida, the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Raiders this week. Both teams, Raiders two and five, Jaguars two and six. As you see here, they just lost to the Broncos. <laughs> they just lost to the two and five Broncos. So, the Raiders are favorites in most cases going into this, like on betting lines and all that kind of stuff. Most people who are doing, you know, predictions of who they think will win will probably side with the Raiders just because the Broncos just beat the Jaguars. Could be wrong, but I think the Jaguars are on a five-game losing streak as well. Well, it actually is a good matchup for the Raiders to try to rebound. Um, if we look at the actual players themselves, Trevor Lawrence had a game like Derek Carr in terms of barely scraping over 100 yards. He did get a touchdown with two interceptions. ETN went off in this game like crazy. They traded James Robinson, as you guys know, to the Jets. So he went off. He's clearly the focus of this team's offense. Um, and for them in this game, you know, their defense is doing pretty well. So, you know, they're getting interceptions. They're getting sacks. They're doing pretty well. So the Raiders are going to have to deal with this. They're going to have to contend with this pass rush of the Jaguars. Um, they have some decent corners, actually, some pretty good corners. So, be, again, a challenge for Devontae Adams. The one positive going into this is the Raiders are getting healthier. At last I checked, um, the injury report has looked pretty good, actually, going into this game. Um, the Raiders had, I think, one guy who didn't play, one player maybe, but everybody else was limited. Even Darren Waller practiced and was limited. Uh, we'll see if that turns into an actual active for the game for Darren Waller, which the Darren Waller thing has been a terrible thing, right? Like in terms of, you know, him not playing, it's just been bad. It's been it's been one of those really bad situations. They just signed, re-signed him, gave him this nice contract, and then he, you know, plays poorly. So, um, again, not good, not great. Things are not looking great for the Raiders right now. I'm going to remain positive, remain hopeful that, um, you know, things change here and we get on a, a little bit of a winning streak. But, again, listen, if you guys support, go to TikTok. What happens in Vegas, pod? I'm getting blown up in the mentions. I mean, full-blown attack. From Chiefs fans, Chargers fans, Broncos fans, they're all over me. They're attacking me left and right because they don't like the positivity I'm spewing. They like to come in. I, I see the haters. What they like to do is they wait till the Raiders lose, then comment on the video, then crack their jokes. It's all right. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here to dance with y'all. We could go back and forth. It's fun. I enjoy this. I like that. It's crazy. Again, let's watch this game together. We'll see how they do against the Jaguars. Um, hopefully, it's a win. Hopefully, we can. Uh, look a lot better if this team continues to play like they did against the Saints. It's over. It's a wrap, you know, and that can happen really fast here. The the, the Raiders season meaning absolutely nothing can happen really fast in the blink of an eye. So let's hope that it's a turnaround here, that th this game against the Jaguars looks totally different. Hopefully we blank them out. You know, that's the kind of thing we're going to need, but I doubt our defense is, is up to that right now. We'll see how it, how it all turns out. But again, follow at, on Twitter at Clock Dodgers, C-L-O-C-K. D-O-D-G-E-R-S, or on Instagram and TikTok at What Happens in Vegas Pod. Or if you're watching on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, drop a comment below whether you think we'll be the Jaguars or not. 
If you're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of those good places, make sure you're subscribed. We really appreciate it. Don't forget, share this with someone in the Raider Nation, man. Let them, let them know. Listen, Neil is dropping Raider Pods over there, and we got to watch it. We got to listen to it. We got to talk about it. We want to chop it up with Neil. It's fun. Why watch the Raider games by yourself? Why not? You know, chop it up with a fellow Raider fan. In the comments, let me know. We're on Twitter or TikTok, wherever you're following. Um, let me know. Do you think the Raiders will be the Jaguars this week? I'm curious what you think. Or is that 24 to nothing beaten by the Saints uh, destroyed your hope, basically, for the Raiders this season? And I would like to know in the comments. Let me know. Uh, we may share some of those comments on the next show, depending on um, if we get any really good ones. Um, so hit me up there again. If you haven't subscribed, if you're on YouTube, please hit the subscribe button every single week. Uh, we notice with the, uh, with the views, the comments, all that kind of stuff that like 99% of the people who watch are not subscribed. Um, it's super important for us to grow this platform and to get into the algorithm and, and make sense of all of it. That you guys subscribe, leave comments and all that kind of stuff. We appreciate those who do follow at on Twitter at clock Dodgers, um, or on Instagram, TikTok at what happens in Vegas pod. Uh, and I'll follow you back. Just let me know. I listen to the show. Great stuff. Whatever whatever you want to say. You're an idiot, Neil, but I, I watch the show. And I'll follow you back. Just uh, let me know that you're one of the supporters out there. We really appreciate it. That is it for today. Let's hope for a big game for the Raiders versus Jaguars. We really need it. Like, as a Raiders fan, we need this. The fan base deserves it. So hopefully they can deliver, and hopefully this season can get a little better. This last loss, though, to the Saints definitely was a hit to me. Definitely affected the positive outlook i had planned before the game and i'm hoping that they turn around and prove me right a little bit prove us right a little bit raider fans the positive ones again if you're negative if you're just going to cry and whine about everything this might not be the place for you because i'm a little more positive than that um, i don't see the point in being all doom and gloom there's definitely plenty of people out there who create raider content for you that you could go get that from all right guys i am out as always what happens in vegas is raiders football <laughs>